There have only been a few moments in MMA history where two seemingly unbeatable fighters have gone head-to-head, -head, putting everything they've achieved on the line in a showdown of epic proportions where it seems unbelievably one of them will lose. When these fights come around, you owe it to yourself as a fan to drop everything else in your life, grab a crate of your favorite beverage, and let history unfold. So sit back and let's run through some of the greatest matchups to ever take place. I'm Balian from MMA On Point, and these are 10 times legendary unbeaten streaks clashed. Also, let me just clarify, these are when legendary streaks clash together. Both guys had to be on legendary winning streaks to make it on this list. For example, Habib was on a crazy streak, but most of the time he fought guys who hadn't compiled more than five wins, so don't expect to see him on here. Number 10, Fedor versus Big Nog, 21 combined winning streak. By the time Pride 25 had rolled around, the Japanese promotion had had seven years to grow into an absolute powerhouse. One of its first superstars was Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira, a Brazilian icon and BJJ black belt. He was undefeated until losing a close split decision to Dan Henderson in the ring's 1999 tournament. After that, Big Nog began a 13-fight win streak, which included winning the following year's King of Kings tournament in rings, before heading to Pride, where he submitted Gary Goodridge and Mark Coleman with first-round triangles. Then he beat Heath Herring by decision and fellow black belt Ensign Inouye at Pride 19, oh, and had this absolutely insane fight with Bob Sapp. And then he capped it off by rematching and beating Dan Henderson at Pride 24, this time collecting the arm that had evaded him. 13 wins, Big Nog was the heavyweight Pride champion, an unbreakable will, and was arguably the number one guy pound for pound in the world. But during that time, the last Emperor Fedor Emelianenko had appeared out of the smoke from seemingly, well, nowhere. He had four wins before losing a doctor stoppage from a tiny cut in just 17 seconds in the Rings 2000 tournament, where these two guys might have met for the first time. After that, he beat just about every heavyweight on the planet in a nine-fight win streak through the Rings World Title Series and then Pride, where his two mega wins over Semi Schult and Heath Herring finally saw him booked against Big Nog at Pride 25. This was the first of Pride's epic heavyweight title showdowns. Nog had held the belt, both guys had seemed unbeatable, and the entire world watched the epic matchup take place. Fedor's ground and pound smashed through Big Nog's guard, and a new champion and superstar was crowned. Number nine, Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega, 26 combined win streak. Just 21 years old when he got in the UFC, Holloway was in the biggest promotion and getting world-class experience, and by 2014, his evolution as a fighter grew leaps and bounds. The Blessed Express left the station as he marauded his way through 12 of the best 145ers on the planet, putting everyone on notice when he guillotined Cub Swanson, TKO Charles Oliveira, bested the vet Ricardo Lamas, outgunned Jeremy Stevens, all before winning an interim strap against the former champ Anthony Pettis, and then soundly beat the legend Jose Aldo twice and cementing himself firmly as the new champ and the beginning of the blessed era. Meanwhile, one of the greatest prospects to ever set foot on Henna Gracie's mats had finally begun an MMA career where he went undefeated in eight fights before getting his UFC contract, where almost every contest was a fight of the night or performance bonus. He TKO'd Tiago Tavares, triangled Diego Branda of the black belt, KO'd the crafty vet Clay Guida and tapped Hinato Moicano, all of them in the third round, some of them in fights he was arguably losing. You just couldn't could not beat this kid. A double fight of the night performance of the night and submission against Cub Swanson led him to be the first man to finish Frankie Edgar and then into a showdown with the new champ Max. UFC 231 in Canada was incredibly hyped. It felt like the new era of the featherweight division had truly begun with two guys who just seemed impossible to beat. But Max schooled Brian on the feet in a now historic matchup. Number eight, Lyoto Machida versus Rashad Evans, combined 27 win streak. When most fans heard about karate being back in the UFC, they rolled their eyes. We'd seen guys like Harold Howard back in the day suck and MMA had evolved a lot more since then. But the dragon burnt that ideology to the ground. Lyoto arrived in the 
the UFC at 8-0, and he'd already beaten guys like Stephen Bonner, Rich Franklin, and even BJ Penn. He danced around and decisioned his first three opponents, and he barely got hit doing so. Then when he arm triangled Sokaju, everyone was like, okay, so maybe karate is legit. Then he beat Tito, which got him even more fan interest, and the dragon was the hottest thing in the light heavyweight division. Then he TKO'd Tiago Silva, and he looked like a freaking untouchable god, and it was time to fight Rashad Evans for the title. Sugar, on the other hand, had won the second season of The Ultimate Fighter and beat everyone the UFC put in front of him. He took Stefan Bonner the distance, KO'd Sean Salmon with a head kick that still gets highlight reeled, and then it was on to the elites of the division. He was the first man to beat Michael Bisping and stop his own winning streak, then he KO'd Chuck Liddell in absolutely epic fashion, which woke everyone up to his KO power, and finally he challenged the champ Forrest Griffin and took the title. So it was Lyoto versus Rashad for the belt. Both guys were undefeated, so it literally seemed impossible that someone had to lose in this matchup. It was the perfect coming together of two complete clashes in styles. No one knew what was going to happen, but the Dragon made it look easy with Evans only landing four significant strikes before being KO'd. Number seven, Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards, combined 29 win streak. After losing his second ever MMA fight in 2013 by rear naked choke, Kamaru Usman went on one of the best win streaks of all time. His first UFC fight was Leon Edwards, where pretty much a pure wrestler met a pure striker and Usman came out on top. The Nigerian nightmare was then a problem for everyone, decisioning Wally Alves, Sean Strickland, KOing Sergio Moraes and 30%ing Emil Meek before he got his shot at the top dogs and he pretty much dominated everyone with his wrestling. Damian Meyer, RDA and finally Tyron Woodley for the belt, who he just controlled and shut down. He leveled up even further as he outstruck Colby Covington, coasted through Masvidal before stopping Gilbert Burns, Jorge in the rematch and by the time he beat Colby again, he was on a 19-fight win streak, a well-rounded, insanely strong guy who could beat you in just about any way he chose. Leon, on the other hand, took the long road in the UFC. After his loss to Kamaru, he built his own 10-fight win streak, beating really tough guys like Albert Tumanov, Vincente Luque, and Brian Barberina, before finally showcasing his well-roundedness against guys like Cerrone, Gunnar Nelson, and RDA. But his last two fights against Bilal Mohamed and Nate Diaz before getting the shot against Usman weren't the best performances in the fans' eyes, so the actual showdown between the two had left most people thinking Kamaru would take it. It was still two guys on absolute hot streaks, 10 and a 19-fight win streak. Leon had more striking tools and Eastman had his lockdown ability. What a clash it was and it looked to be the Kamaru show until the closing seconds where Leon had his rocky moment and got a second title for the UK. Number 6, John Jones vs Glover Teixeira, a combined 29 win streak. It's probably worth noting that if JBJ wasn't given a loss by Steve Mazagai for illegal elbows, when these two fought it would have been a combined 38 win streak between them and this would have been number 2 on this list. John Jones managed to dominate everyone in his UFC career up to this point. In the nine wins John got since his loss to Matt Hamill, he managed to beat two UFC veterans and the number one undefeated contender Ryan Bader. Next up, five straight UFC champions in a row doing basically whatever he wanted to them. Going into the Gustafsson fight, he'd won eight in a row and was called the greatest fighter of all time, the youngest champion ever, and possibly the greatest fight IQ the sport had ever seen. But he barely trained for the Alex fight and it was a close matchup, so with Glover coming just around the corner, it all got very interesting. Glover himself had been on his own legendary win streak. After going 2-2, two and two, he embarked on a quest to get to America, the UFC, and to cement his place in history. He won 20 fights in a row, including legends like Sokaju, Marvin Eastman, and Rico Rodriguez, while single-handedly destroying the Brazilian regional scene. Once he got to the UFC, he beat five guys in just over a year, including Rampage and Ryan Bader, who he slept in the first round. Glover was being hyped by all the hardcores as the man with the answer to John, a grappler with tremendous power on an unbelievable streak 
just got goosebumps right now when you say 48 hours, man. I was like, uh, sometimes, like, I can't believe that's that close. But John just cut through him like a Yuri Prochaska samurai sword. He took away his greatest weapon with an arm wrench and basically played with him after that. Number five, Matt Hughes versus Sean Shirk combined 30 fight win streak. At one point in time, to be a successful welterweight, all you needed to be was jacked, apparently. I'm a white boy and I'm jacked deal with it. Oh, and to have great wrestling. And actually, well, both these guys in their prime were pretty unstoppable. Sean, the muscle shark shirk, before he got busted for PEDs anyway, was a definition of a human tank. As MMA was emerging in the early 2000s, he traveled around the US, popping into just about every regional show going, taking people down and dragging them into his own shark-infested waters. During his 19-fight unbeaten streak, he beat Carl Parisian twice, as well as Manny Gamburin, the shoot-over Jutaro Nakao, and stopped the undefeated prospect Benji Radic in the first round. That got him a shot at the champion, Matt Hughes. Now, the country boy Hughes was on his own level of domination. After losing his fourth fight to the undefeated Dennis Hallman, he racked up 18 wins in a row before again losing to Dennis Hallman, this time in the UFC, but then he built up another 13-fight streak that included slamming Carlos Newton, who he beat to grab the UFC title, TKOing Sakurai and stopping Gil Castillo. Next up was Sean Shirk on his 19-fight win streak, and it was just a clash of two dudes who loved taking people down and smashing them, both on crazy win streaks, both 29 years old, both jacked to the test. Shit, they even wore the same shorts. The UFC title was on the line and they went at it. They traded ground and pound, but ultimately Matt won the decision and they called him the most dominant fighter in the UFC. Number four, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. Combined 32 fight win streak. Well, looking back at this list and some of the legendary matchups that are in it, I think some of you probably took this fight for granted when it happened at the time. Not that the majority of the MMA community weren't excited to see Izzy defend his belt against the guy who'd finished everyone he had ever fought, not named Yoel Romero because he's basically Iron Man, isn't he? But it's truly rare to see two guys at the highest level on epic win streaks go head-to-head, -head, especially for a UFC title. Israel Adesanya managed to stay undefeated all through his early MMA career, waiting until the right time before joining the UFC roster. Once on the team, it took him just over a year to be crowned champion, and on his way, he basically fought everyone in the division. Marvin Vittori, Brad Tavares, Derek Brunson, Anderson Silva, Kelvin Gastelum, Robert Whittaker, and Yoel Romero. Literally, name another top middleweight that he didn't beat and the UFC's middleweight division was as stacked as it had ever been. Costa, on the other hand, literally finished every opponent. The Bambosi TKO was impressive, Johnny Hendricks not so much, but he marched through Uriah Hall and went to war with Romero. He looked pretty much unstoppable, or at least that was the opinion of a large proportion of the fan base that thought he'd just walk through Izzy like he'd walk through everybody else. Others had their doubts considering Izzy's skill level and it showed in the fight where Costa barely touched him and Adesanya put on arguably his best performance. I disapprove 100%. Number three. Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor combined 32 win streak. Win streaks honestly don't come more impressive than Jose Aldo's. There's a reason that despite Max Holloway and Alex Volkanovski, people are still calling him the goat of the featherweights. To have so many defenses in the in the division, you know what I mean, to be so dominant in in his era, I have to go with Aldo. For 10 years, he basically beat every 145er on the planet, starting with his domination of the WEC, where he cleared out the division and beat pretty much every champion they'd ever had, including Mike Brown and the poster boy Uriah Faber. Then once in the UFC, he built the division as the inaugural champ and ticked off Mark Hominick, Ken Flo, Chad Mendez twice, Frankie, the Zombie, even Ricardo Lamas. 
Nobody had anything for him, and he was pound for pound one of the best on the planet, eventually taking his win streak to 18. But all the while, the rise of Conor McGregor was legendary in itself. After losing to Joe Duffy in just 40 seconds in Cage Warriors, he returned the following year and captured not one, but two titles as the champ champ. Then in the UFC, in just two years, he ran through the division with wins that aged superbly against Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier, and two-time title challenger Money Mendez. That took his win streak to 14, with 13 of them being finishes and a whole lot of hype generated, his rise was pretty damn legendary. When they met, you had the 10-year undefeated, unbeatable champion Aldo, 18 wins against literally the godlike figure of Conor McGregor, 14 wins, who had been decapitating everyone. A crazy striking styles matchup, and almost unfortunately, it was over in just 13 seconds. Number two, Islam Mahachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Combined, 33 wins. Yup, if you weren't already hyped for this matchup, well, here's another excuse. This is literally the kind of thing that only happens once every, well, I guess 20 years at this point, where two guys on this level of insane win streaks are matched up against each other, and they're both a UFC champion. Alex lost his only ever fight way back in 2013 at welterweight. Two fights later, he dropped to lightweight and beat his way through the Australian circuit. Ten wins later, and he was in the UFC, and began pretty much terrorizing the division. At first, he stopped Hirota's five-fight win streak, then Shane Young's five-fight win streak, then beat the undefeated 11-0 Jeremy Kennedy, and next, the 145 elite, Chad Mendes, Jose Aldo, and then the belt from the seemingly unbeatable Max Holloway. And he beat him three freaking times, taking his win streak to 22. What was next? Well, according to Father's plan, Islam was supposed to be champ after Habib, and he was pretty hard to deny. After getting TKO'd in his second UFC fight, Islam set about demolishing the rest of the division, taking out vets like Nick Lentz, Glayson Tebow, and Cajun Johnson. Next, it was up-and-comers like Armin Sarukian, Drew Dober, and Thiago Moises. By the time he got the title shot, he was on a 10-fight win streak, and he ended another epic streak in the form of Charles Oliveira. How's this one gonna go? Well, it just seems impossible for either of these guys to lose, doesn't it? I mean, advantage is going to Islam, so that's who most are going with, but this is truly two legendary streaks clashing. Number one, Mark Kerr versus Igor of Chanchin. Combined 44 wins. Oh yeah, that's right. One of the greatest clashes between unbeaten guys took place nearly 23 years ago, in the early days of Pride, between one of the most terrifying men to ever step inside a ring, and one guy who literally has one of the longest legit winning streaks of all time. Igor of Chanchin was a Ukrainian MMA pioneer who has won nine openweight tournaments. Some of bare knuckle and pretty much all of them taking place on one night where he beat multiple guys. I mean to be honest that is part of the reason he managed to reach 35 wins in a row but doesn't really make it any less legit and he did it all with his murderous power. His first appearance in Japan was at Pride 4 where he was already 32 and 2 and he blasted Gary Goodridge and got an invite to pretty much every Pride show after that. There aren't too many names you'd recognize on his win streak but it's pretty much become this mythical thing at this point. On the other side of the coin Mark Kerr is well known as the subject of the Smashing Machine documentary documentary where after dominating the grappling scene, he smashed through the World Valley Tudo Championships, won back-to-back -back UFC tournaments, and then showed up in pride himself, beating the kickboxing star Branko Sikadic, Hugo Duarte, and Takada, before being matched up against Igor. Mark was 11-0, but Chanchin had a 33-win streak going. Honestly, Kerr physically looked and fought like he was the Hulk, and ice-cold Igor had superhuman power. Unfortunately, though, it kind of ended in controversy with illegal knees from Igor. It was all captured in the Smashing Machine documentary documentary, funnily enough. They rematched later, but Mark had already lost by then. Still is, though, the most legendary clash of win streaks of all time. Okay, shout out to the big man Luke Taylor for editing this video.
video, the only times we've had legendary streaks clash is on our UFC 4 win streaks. And I always win, obviously, because that's just the way it goes. Sorry, mate. You can follow him at cooltome underscore. Ben Rosette's on his own legendary streak. The amount of times we've used his intro tune on these videos, mate. But it's because it's really good and it's synonymous now with us. Anyway, if you want to hear more of his music, go check him out at Ben Rosette on Spotify. Okay, these are epic freaking fights, guys. All of them. Comment down below. Let us know who's hyped for Islam v. Volk, even though they haven't promoted it at all, apparently. Mm, there we go. I think this video counts, though. Give us a like if you enjoyed the video. Give us a subscribe if you want to see more from us or stay up to date with all the latest ones. And I've been Balian, so thank you very much for watching, and I'll see you in the next one.